0: Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. So hello and welcome back. Um, I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the podcast so far. I have had a really great week. I started a course with a new couple, which is always really fun and exciting. And they are really excited to learn hypnobirthing and they are just loving it so far and really switched on and just really invested in it which is always really great. Today's episode is all about birth partners um, and why they are so important and the part that they play during labour. So it wasn't actually too long ago, maybe 50, 60 years ago, that dads weren't even really allowed at the birth They weren't at births, and they weren't really expected to be. My nan often talks about her birth experiences, and this is partly because I love talking about birth, and she actually had twins. So having twins sixty years ago, I, I want to know. I want to know about her experiences with giving birth to twins, and so. I have talked to her about it lots of times and I often ask her about it. When she had her twins, one of whom is actually my mum, she had them in hospital and actually I believe sort of 50, 60 years ago home births were actually quite common Um, and there was, I mean they're, they're becoming more common now as well which is great but I think there was a period in between then when hospital births were definitely seen as safer and much more common, much more likely. But she had her twins in hospital and she, they were her first, they were her first children. And she actually had them, I believe, around 32, 33 weeks. And my granddad was at work and he just received a phone call whilst at work telling him that his daughters had been born, basically. Obviously, this was times before mobile phones and a very different world. And also, they came early. Um, being twins, they, they came a little bit earlier. So, you know, perhaps he wouldn't have been at work in a different situation. He may have been around. But, you know, whether or not he would have been at the birth is, is a question, really, because it was a different time and they weren't often. And so sometimes I think about my nan being a first time mum giving birth to twins on her own in the hospital you know she would have had a midwife there but i wonder if it was scary um, for her you know she must have not really known what was going on and perhaps didn't feel like she had that support there she then went on to have my uncle um, around six years later and she actually had him at home and apparently while she was upstairs with the midwife having him my granddad along with some neighbors and some friends were downstairs <laughs> just downstairs says in the house waiting for the news basically which just makes me laugh because it was just normal it wasn't it wasn't weird um it was just a different world and if that happened now i can imagine you know if a friend if, that, if a friend told me that was what happened i would just probably be like, what? <laughs> just, it doesn't, you know, the, the thought of kind of all your friends sat downstairs and your husband while you're having your baby alone upstairs with the midwife just seems crazy now. But again, it's, it's what my, most people did back then. And it was completely normal. It was the norm. So looking at the complete opposite to this, I follow many natural birth, home birth, water birth accounts on Instagram. And the other day I saw a really great video, which I actually reposted because I just really thought it was great and worth a watch and it was of a home birth um, in which all of the siblings were present but one of them was actually in the birth pool with the mum and she ended up catching the baby and she gave it this just enormous really cute cuddle before passing the baby to her mum. And I get that having siblings there, you know, some people might think that's a bit, bit much and it's controversial. And perhaps some people might believe that they, children, they don't need to be seeing this. They don't, they shouldn't be seeing it. But it actually made me wonder if this is what should be normal. So decades ago, and actually still now in some cultures, girls grow up witnessing their mums, their sisters, their aunts giving birth. It's, part of normal life. They're there, they're present. They grow up seeing it and so it's normal and birth is not scary. So part of the issue we have now is that we have no experience of birth. The majority of us have never seen a birth in person until we go on to have have our baby. And in fact, you know, I've had two children and I teach hypnobirthing, but I've I have never witnessed an actual baby being born, but I mean you know i was obviously present at my own births but you don't it's a different experience i haven't been there to witness a birth as a bystander as a birth partner Um, and so even now you know i've never witnessed it and we grow up not not having seen it and so the only real experience we have of birth is what we see on television and we know that that's dramatized we know that that's a woman lying on a bed screaming and that's that's what we grow up with thinking birth is because that's our only experience of it and so yeah of course birth's going to seem scary it's so unknown we don't we don't know what to expect we haven't seen it perhaps if we did grow up witnessing it and being around it and seeing you know our mom or a sister give birth it would be part of everyday life which it is it is part of everyday life it's a completely normal part of life and so we would feel that and we would grow up knowing that So obviously that approach wouldn't work for everybody. So as an example, I'm a second child and I have one older brother and my mum and dad didn't have any more children after me. So I wouldn't have been in a position to witness a birth as I was growing up But I certainly have friends who have older sisters, who have uh, parents who went on to have more children after them, who most probably could have witnessed that. And therefore, you know, they would have come and we would have talked about it and it would have been part of normal conversation. And again, that would normalise it. And so I would have not grown up seeing it, but I would have grown up hearing about their experiences and hearing that it's normal and that it's not something to be fearful of. So my approach then probably would have been one of it being normal and not being scary. So I kind of thought that those two kind of perspectives on how it used to be in that, you know, the woman was very much on her own. Dads were kind of downstairs with a cigar or, you know, whatever they were doing, um, you know, cheersing to the baby. And then the complete opposite of that, which is, you know, the whole family are involved and the the kids are there witnessing it. They're just complete parallels to each other. And it kind of just made me think, actually what is the better option there and what is the option that would make it more normal and it's it's the latter it's it's having people witness it and and seeing it happen because then it becomes normal to talk a bit about birth partners nowadays so typically in a hospital environment if you go into hospital to have your baby you can have up to two birth partners with you and that could be your partner your husband your wife boyfriend girlfriend it could be your mum, your best friend, your sister, a doula, um, your mother-in-law if you wanted. It could even be your dad if you wanted. It could, you know, they can be who you want, those two people in hospital. It can be who you want. Whoever you feel most comfortable with, you know, that's that's who you should have with you for your birth. In a home environment, if you're having a home birth, obviously it's your space, so it's up to you who you invite into your space. And you can have your whole family there, you can have your children there, you can have The dog there, you know, it's up to you who you have in your space. The role of birth partner, I think, in particular dads, is so often portrayed on TV to be just a bit useless. If you take a programme like One Born Every Minute, the dads are often just stood there looking awkward, making rubbish jokes, and just generally not really helping. And it's almost become a bit comical that they just have this role that's depicted as just. Being useless and not helping, and the woman screaming at them or telling them to never come near me again. But in reality, many dads and birth partners, they simply just don't know how to help. And more often than not, they want to help, but they just don't know how they can. And the problem with this is if they're in the room and they're feeling anxious, they're feeling fearful because they don't know what's happening, they want to help, but they can't. When a woman is in labour, her senses are particularly heightened. And so if there's this fear and this anxiousness in the room, a woman is likely to pick up on that and she will start to mirror that fear. And as we know, as I've talked about before, fear is absolutely something that you don't want in the birth room. It's not helpful. And so if it's there and it's being sensed, you know, she will pick up on that and she will start to mirror it. I think because of this, because of how birth partners... fathers in particular are depicted. Some people believe that they just shouldn't be at the birth of a baby that a man shouldn't be witnessing it. But, you know, I think it depends on the person. And a lot of the time we talk about mother's instinct and during labor a mother's hormones change, her cocktail of hormones change to adapt and to allow labor to happen and and to allow her to bond with her baby once it's born. And perhaps that would be a good topic for another podcast at a later date. Um, But it's kind of something that's pretty well known and people realise that, that that's what happens. But dads also have instinct. And in my hypnobething course, I actually teach about how men often, just in general life, play the role of protector. And an example of this would be in, you know, a a terrorist attack or um, just a crisis Often men rush without thinking to protect and shield the women around them and it's just instinct, it's inbuilt, it's their role coming out as a protector, it's what their, their instinct is telling them to do and so obviously during labour this instinct can come out as well and This is because during labour, so we talked about how a woman's hormones change during labour, but a father's hormones also change during labour. So their levels of um, the hormone prolactin increase and this is the hormone which makes them want to protect. That increases, allowing them to feel that protection. They want to protect us to make sure we were okay their levels of testosterone also fall and this allows them to bond with the baby basically so um, you know testosterone is obviously that hormone which kind of makes you a bit tough and that's not really very useful for when you've got a new lovely soft crying baby in front of you Um, you know that needs to be lower so that we can bond and gush over our baby and that's why that drops when the baby's born Um, but just to note, it does increase after so don't worry it goes back to normal So although, you know, some might argue that dads and men shouldn't be in the delivery room, they are in fact also, I think, perfectly designed to be in the room and to be able to help and support us as well. So how can hypnobirthing help birth partners? One of my favourite parts of the course is when I talk to couples about the physiology of birth and what happens in that section is I talk about how our bodies work during labour, the hormones that are involved and the muscles that are involved and how they work. I have these really great drawings of the cervix and they show the kind of different stages that the cervix goes through so they show it when it's fully closed and then they also show kind of how it effaces how it thins and how it opens up and how eventually it becomes fully dilated and it and they're great images because they really give you a visual of what is happening and, and what that muscle looks like and how it moves and the amount of people in particular people who are having a subsequent baby who say to me i can't believe i've had one baby or two babies and i i've never seen a cervix. The amount of people that say that is amazing and it's true I hadn't ever seen one before I did hypnobreathing either because it isn't something that's taught in school we don't grow up knowing what a cervix looks like and perhaps we should I also show a quite fun video which involves a balloon and a ping-pong ball and it basically just demonstrates how the muscles of the uterus are working during contractions and what they're doing and this again you know combined with um, the physiology side the hormones It's often a kind of aha moment for my couples um, and in particular those who have already had a baby. Because once it's explained to them and once they can see a visual of kind of what's happening and how everything works, it becomes much less scary and less daunting and something which kind of just seems manageable because, oh, well, okay, I know what my muscles are doing. I know what my cervix is doing. I know what those contractions are doing. Um, And it becomes just less scary you know what's happening you can work it out in your mind this is also really great for birth partners as well because it gives them a really good understanding of what's happening during that first stage of labor and once they have an understanding of that they can know how to support you a bit better it also hypnobirthing also helps because it gives the birth partner a bit of a role to play so they become protectors. as i talked about their hormones change it becomes instinct for them To protect anyway. But mum's job mainly, you know, during labour is to just stay relaxed, stay in her hypnobirthing zone you know with little distractions and so the birth partner's role then becomes about maintaining and protecting this bubble that mum's in um, it's about talking to the midwives making some of the decisions which you would have discussed beforehand and written in your birth plan and things like that and um, but basically you know making sure that mum is eating and drinking um advocating for her protecting her space reminding her of her positive affirmations Uh, reading scripts to her to keep her relaxed. We also teach some really great anchoring techniques during hypnobirthing, which you practice during your pregnancy. And so when they're done during labor, they kind of, I mean, I guess they anchor you back and they relax you again. So things like light touch massage, um, or there's a hand stroking one that we teach as well. And so these are all the things that a birth partner can do whether that's dad or whether that's mum or sister or friend that is their job is to maintain your space and to keep that space and that bubble relaxed and protected so that mum can can birth and can use all those great hormones that she needs to birth her baby with you know without too much trouble basically if you're at home as well, the role of a birth partner also means that, you know, it's if, if you're dad and it's your space, it's your space. You're welcoming those midwives into your space. And that actually you know gives you a bit of a sense of of power of control you're on your turf um rather than perhaps being in a hospital where you feel like you know you might need to ask if you can go and have something to eat or you can do this you can do that i know when i had my home births my husband was making tea for the midwives and i think it helped him to feel like you know he was a bit in control that was his space that was his role was um you know to protect our space which was our house The other really important thing I think that hypnobirthing does for birth partners and for mum as well is that it makes you a team. So it isn't just mum doing it alone with your birth partner standing next to you making awkward jokes like you see on TV. It's about working together as a team, helping each other, supporting each other. You practice for months ahead of your birth. You practice together. And so it may it does, it bonds you and it makes you a team. You know, you are approaching this together, you are doing this together. Personally, for me, my husband was my only birth partner both times, purely just because I didn't really want anybody else, because I felt like we had, we'd learned our hypnobirthing together. We had been practicing a lot together. And so I just felt like we made a really, really great team. I think the really important thing is to just have people there who you know will help you, who will help you stay calm, who listen to what you want, who understand what you want from your birth and can help keep that calm environment that is so important during labour. There's actually some really great uh, books that you can read or that have sections in about birth partners and their role. So what I'll do is I'll link those in the description of of this or I'll name them in the description of this podcast as well um, so you can go on and have a look. And I would say really a hypnobirthing course is not just for mum, it's definitely for birth partner as well. And if that's dad or if that's your mum or whoever, I would say it's really important to have whoever you want as your birth partners to come along and to learn hypnobirthing as well once they understand it and understand what it's about their support will be much better for you they you know they'll be able to support you in the way that you need and so your birth partner's feeling particularly anxious about labor definitely go to a course or read up about it online or buy a book um, and get them to read it because as I said earlier what they're giving off is going to affect mum and so if if they're nervous and they're anxious that's gonna affect you which we don't want so hopefully that's All been kind of helpful. Um, I feel like I've given a little bit of background in terms of how things kind of were, uh, you know, 50, 60 years ago and how things are now. And hopefully maybe how things look in the future in terms of having siblings there, you know, people witnessing it from a young age, perhaps that is how things will go towards the future. It's definitely what used to happen years and years and years ago. So perhaps we'll go full circle and that will become the norm again. Who knows? I, I hope so. Um. So next episode, I'm hopefully going to be inviting another guest on, and he has agreed. So I I need to um I need to remind him that um he's coming on as a guest. But basically, he's a past client of mine, but he's also my cousin, and he is a male, as you may have guessed. He is a dad and has experience of being a birth partner for the birth of both of his children. He'll be really interesting to chat to because him and his wife had two totally different birth experiences with their first birth being quite scary and unknown. And their second, after they did hypnobirthing, was a very, very positive different experience for them. And so I really feel like his perspective on why this was and how he felt and some tips that he can give to birth partners will hopefully be really helpful and interesting to my listeners as well. That episode will be in two weeks and if you're enjoying the podcast please don't forget to review me and to give me five stars and to just let me know what you're enjoying and also you know if there's any topics that anybody wants me to talk about or wants me to cover then please do get in touch and um, you can get in touch with me on my instagram or on my website i'll leave the links in the description so please let me know i'm i want to help people and i want to make content that people are going to find helpful and positive and are going to listen to so yeah so thank you so much again for listening and i will see you next time